0: If you are here or at LaGrange or online, welcome. And let me be one of the first to say Merry Christmas. Okay, we're all excited. Sounds yeah, we all have turkey leftover syndrome, and it's good. But you know, I hope you did. I hope you had a great week of, of football and, and and turkey and 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 in-laws coming in and parents coming in and kids coming back from school. And my little one, being out of school all week, yeah, but I I have joy, um, and that's what we're talking about today. It's kind of interesting how God works, right? Um, In in the week I am supposed to speak on joy, God challenges me in, in an incredible way. Uh, Last Friday, my wife went in for surgery. Um, It was supposed to be a pretty quick surgery. It ended up taking almost all day. Um, She went in to have a hernia repaired and and unfortunately, when they got in, they found two more. And so she ended up having uh, three hernias repaired. And in fact, um, the the bad thing is, is that when you have hernia, you get pain medicine, right? But um, for Kendi, pain medicine causes her to stop breathing. And so they had to back her off of all her pain medicine. And she woke up in, in intense pain on, on Friday. And um, this was a week ago, obviously. And, and, and it was challenging for her. She didn't want me to come back into the room because she was stop crying and it would take forever. And, and so after several hours, the doctors and nurses did an incredible job of taking care of her. And, and we were able to leave and come home. But that started our week. My mother-in-law was in town. Then on Sunday, my mom, no, last week, my mom came into town, and then my son came into town, and then my little ones were off of school all week. If you know anything about me, that causes chaos in my house, but it was crazy, but I am thankful. I'm thankful for my mom. My mom's here today, and I'm thankful for her because without her on Thursday, we would have not had Thanksgiving. We would have had Chinese for for Turkey Day. But she did, she, she came in and she has been a blessing and so has my son and my mother-in-law. But you know, that my challenging week didn't really end. It, you know, kidney's been laid up and, and it's been challenging. But you know, one of the things you need and that's important on Thanksgiving is uh, what's called a dishwasher. <laughs> and uh, you pray it doesn't go out. Or we take it for granted that it's not supposed to. And Thursday night, I found out my dishwasher is (laughs) kaput. I've gotten really good at washing dishes. But it's kind of funny because, like I said, you're supposed to have joy. And so it was challenging for me because um, this whole joy thing is like, whoa, God was saying, hey, I'm going to take away your dishwasher. I'm going to wash dishes with joy right? You're laughing, but I'm saying, I think a lot of us, we probably have all had that kind of week. We've probably all had that kind of week, and especially going into what we call this Christmas season, where we're supposed to be full of joy. But here's the thing, is that I don't think we're just supposed to be full of joy for four weeks out of the year. I think we're supposed to be full of joy throughout the whole year. And no matter what comes through or comes our way, we're supposed to have joy. Does that mean that we're like, oh, yay, dishwasher broke? No, but joy is not a feeling. Joy is a choice you make every day. It's a choice you make. And and today we're going to spend some time in Matthew chapter 19 where, where Jesus um, really, I, I think, shares with us the key to joy. He shares with us the key to, to an everlasting life, a, a life full of joy, no matter if it's the Christmas season or, or if it's just a regular week in your year. It's just a matter or not if we're gonna listen to him. He's gonna give us the, the way to do it. He's gonna show us how to do it, but are you gonna Listen. And it challenged me this week as I experienced this fun-filled week of challenges galore. Am I gonna have joy? And where is my joy and who's it come from? So if you will, go with me to Matthew chapter 19 and it's actually verse 16 through 26 is where we'll be. And now you'll see, oh, rich young ruler now, here's the thing: I think with this rich young ruler, um, it's not just about money. I think there's more to this story, and, and you'll see it as we break it down. But to set it up first is this rich young ruler him, before he, Jesus talks to him, Jesus is actually having conversation with the religious elite. And he's challenging the religious elite on legalism and, and, and on some things. And he they're asking him, trying to trip him up, but Jesus is Jesus, and you know, he, he is all powerful, all knowing. And, and so he is able to speak truth. And then, right before we see the rich young ruler, little kids come up to Jesus, and the disciples try and push him away, and and, and Jesus is like, No, 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 no. Let him come to me. Heaven, heaven is just like for them, just like it is for you. I love, I love my little boy because he's just joyful. He's a, you know, I told you a couple of weeks ago he's my little Tasmanian bunny because he just goes. He drives his older brother nuts, but he's got joy, and I think that's how Jesus wants us to be. He doesn't. He didn't create us to be frowning all the time. He didn't create us to be um, so stressed out that we can't stand life, right? But we're gonna see that in Matthew chapter 19. So if you've got your Bible, go with me there. Here we go, let's take a look at what happens. And behold, a man came up to him saying, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? He said to him, why do you ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. Kids, students, anyone? Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these I have kept. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, truly I say to you, Only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. You see, with God, all things are possible. All things, even joy in times of sorrow, even joy in times of stressed out situations at work, all things are possible. I think sometimes we forget that during the holiday season. We get so wrapped up in us and in, in perfection and everything has to be nice and neat and ready. Mom and dad are coming into town. Or, or the kids, they have to have seven presents. If they don't have seven, I'm going to go crazy. What? But well, you see, what Jesus is showing huh, is the true answer to what it takes for life. You see, at first glance, this story seems very simple. What do I need to have eternal life? Jesus says, well, do you follow the commandments? And in fact, he lists out six of them. Adultery, murder, don't do it. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. Honor your father and mother. And love your neighbor as yourself. And he's like, well, I'm a good guy. I I do those things. Why do I still feel empty? Why don't I feel a sense of joy? Why do I still feel like something's missing? Why do I still lack something? Huh. And this is where Jesus gives him a whole new way of thinking and a whole new starting point. He's like, well, okay. If you've done all those things, then if you want to be perfect, go sell everything you have. Give to the poor and follow me. If you want to be perfect, go sell everything you have. Give to me. You see, Jesus tells him to submit humbly to the Lordship of Christ Jesus exposed this one idol in this young man's life. He exposed his God. You see, it doesn't just have to be money that keeps us from following Jesus. It can be power, popularity, perfection. It can be a number of things. And Jesus is saying, hey, if you really want to be like one of me, guess what? Sell everything. Sell it all. And come follow me. Come follow me. You see, he thought he was keeping the commandments, but in reality, he was breaking the main one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. He was breaking the one that mattered. He put everything else. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa! sell everything. No, I've got wealth. No, that, that no. whoa, wait a minute. And God's like, no, hey, hey, if you really want to be perfect, sell everything, come follow me. You want joy? You want that emptiness filled? I can do it in an instant, but you got to follow the first commandment. Jesus didn't give him any new commandments. There wasn't anything new about it. He didn't tell him to do something new. He just said, hey, You're following those six great, now do this. Follow me with everything you've got. He wasn't talking about perfection in the human sense, but being whole or complete in God's eyes. He was like, hey, if you want to be whole and complete in my eyes, go fill everything you have, go give up your idol. You wanna experience joy? Give up your idol and come follow me. Come follow me. Now, do I think Jesus is telling all believers to go sell everything you have? No. I'm not. What Jesus is saying though is, you better remove anything that is keeping you from a one and whole complete relationship with me And if I'm not your number one, you better get rid of it. Now, I will say, if I just said no, and you're like, whoo, that's good. You might want to rethink your priorities just for a minute. I had to. I had to. And I've told you before, if God is speaking to me on something, you better believe I'm not just going to stand here and take it all. I'm going to pass it on. Because my, 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 my dream is for us to go out and make a difference. You see, that's what Jesus was saying. Hey, you want to experience great joy? You want to be different? Go get rid of everything that's holding you back. And then come follow. Make me number one. You see, this kind of attitude, attitude keeps God first. It's, it's saying, you know what, I can't love God. In order to love God, I can't love him if I have these idols that are taking up parts of my heart that are keeping me from it. If I have these idols that are, that are getting in the way of what is truly important, Jesus What Jesus was saying is just remove them. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Because here's what happens if we don't get rid of them. We could do everything else right, but if we don't get rid of them, this is what happens. We end up like the rich young ruler, walking away, feeling defeated at every circumstance, at every situation that doesn't go our way. When our kids don't get into the college, we feel like they should get into, we walk away defeated. Doesn't mean you're not, uh, uh, I'm not talking about uh, this feeling of, oh man. No, I'm saying you just walk, your world's ending. No, your world's not ending. God just may be setting up something different for you. You see, I truly believe if that rich young ruler would have removed that wealth, would have removed it, I believe over here God would have blessed him wholeheartedly with more than he could ever imagine. And he wants to do the same thing for you. He wants to do the same thing for me. But sometimes he's got to remove something so that he can fill you up with what you need. Jesus. Jesus. we can fill you up with Jesus. and Sometimes he's just got to take some things away. It's not a bad thing. He's trying to give you more. But sometimes we've got these blinders on, they're like, no, I've got to hold on tight. But if we'll let go, God will fill your cup overflowing. Oh, Jesus was making the point that faith in Christ for our salvation is true joy. That no matter what he asks you to give up or do, you're willing because you know he's the only reason for joy and hope. You see, joy is a common thread in Christ's teachings. He teaches about it a lot because he wants you to be joyful. He wants you to live with a smile on your face and not a frown. And when you're full of joy, you're able to rise above the ways of your circumstances. I love what John 15, says. It says, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Can I get an amen? I slapped the table last time. The water went everywhere. But it cost some people to laugh who haven't laughed in a while. And for that, I am joyful. It may have ruined my iPad because it's starting to do some weird things, but that's okay. You see, God tells us things and shows us things so that we can go out and live them. It's up to us whether we do it or not. It's up to us. You see, Jesus is joy. When your life is so intertwined with his, it doesn't matter what comes your way, what he asks you to do, you know he will get you through. When you believe that God created the heavens and the earth, when you believe and have faith that Jesus Christ died on the cross to save you, and then when you go out in obedience and live in that obedience, joy comes. It doesn't matter if your football team loses or not. Oh, some of you are like, uh-oh. Lil' Briggs doesn't understand. Daddy loves football. And yesterday, it was a very important game going on. I was intently watching with my oldest. Football's a part of me. I, I grew up in it, okay? I, I, I've played for 14 some years. I mean, it was just a part of me. And I was watching and and Briggs just doesn't understand. No, daddy needs to watch. Or maybe daddy doesn't understand that Briggs is more important than football. Because what Briggs did was, okay, I'm not gonna get your attention this way. I'm gonna go put on my football helmet, my jersey, and my pants, and then I'm gonna make you play with me. Joy. Briggs just needed my attention Jesus just wants your attention. Jesus is joy. Jesus is joy. And when you have joy, you can't help but be different. You can't help but go out and serve others. I may may hit a lot of of strings here. I, I may hit some nerves here when I say this next part. But you have to understand what I'm saying. You see, when you serve others, when you have Jesus as your joy and you serve others, you don't need the church to set up special days for you to go out and serve. You serve because it's who you are. Do I believe the church should have those days? Yes. Please don't send me an email saying, oh, Cameron said this. No. I'm saying you should be serving every day. If you're a dad, you have a wife and kids who need you. If you go to work, you can serve. You know what? Right in our backyard, we have over 20-some schools that need people in it every day serving. So when Jesus is your joy and you go out and serve others, here's what happens. You're fulfilling the second commandment, loving your neighbor as yourself. When I looked at that this week, God looked right. I had to look in the mirror and God said, hey, I'm talking to you. When was the last time, Cameron, you went and served someone without expecting something in return? I was like, well Jesus, I'm a pastor. He goes, exactly. I'm holding you to a different standard. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, forgive me. But you see, what happens is, is when Jesus is our joy, we go out and we serve others, guess what happens? You make an impact You make an impact. And you make an impact because the more you serve, the more you become like Jesus, the more you become like Jesus, the more your impact grows. We all want to make an impact. And the more impact you make, the more joy begins to be evident in your life, and the more you begin to realize the kingdom of heaven is the ultimate treasure, and you just want to help more and more people get there. You know, I, I saw, I, 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 I shared this story. Um, in the previous service about a man I've watched um, from afar. He was actually sitting right back there in the first service and, and, and I've watched him from afar. He left a career, um, a, 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 a very successful career because he felt like God was calling him to do more and to go make more of an impact and, and that impact was going out and serving others. And so he left this career and he comes over here to this new startup, this new type of, of, of organization and, and he's making an impact He's he's serving and he's doing what God asked him to do. It had not been easy, but I can tell you this. I've seen more joy since he left his past job than I've ever seen in his life. And this guy, he loved Jesus. But the joy he has, I've seen it on his face. I didn't share his name, but he came back after the first service and he was like, you were talking about me, weren't you? And I was like, "Ah, yep. And he's like, you're right. Thank you. And I'm like, man, I've just seen a change in you. He goes, man, Jesus is my joy. I just want to serve. I just want to serve. And that's what God's calling us to. He's saying, hey, make me your joy. And when you make me your joy, I'm going to change you so that serving others isn't something that you have to do or a checked box. It's something you realize you get to do because you get to go out and make an impact for me and share the kingdom of heaven. You see, I love the difference in a a story here. I want to share the story of the parable of the the man who, who, it's the hidden treasure. It's in Matthew 13, 44, and it says this, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and he sells everything he has so he can purchase the field. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do that? You see, this man stumbled upon a treasure so valuable, so precious. He went out in joy, sold everything he had just so he could obtain the field the treasure was in. See, God gives us this precious gift, the kingdom of heaven free. And when we begin to realize that, how can we not live in joy every single day? How can we not go out and share His joy? Even when something crazy goes on, how can we not go share His joy? I mean, when we realized that, oh my gosh, he gave me the kingdom of heaven free, right? He's like, all I have to do, I, I, I mean, you get it. Like, that's the free gift. Man, we should be so joyful as Christians. And we're like, oh, wow. That people see the change in you and want to be more like you because of how joyful you are. Oh, man, man, wow, You're, you, you, have, you have cancer, but your life's not ending. How are you able to do that, Jesus? You've lost somebody special, but your life's not ending. Jesus? Hey, I want to be more like you, man. You handle things different at work. Why? Jesus? Could you imagine the impact on the world we would see if that would happen? What would happen if everyone in here, this Christmas and beyond in 2018, decided to make Jesus our joy, go out and serve others and decide, oh, hey, we can make an impact. may see something happen that only God can do. God can change any heart he wants. All things are possible. Even this rich young ruler. I can't imagine to think what would have happened if this rich young ruler would have just said, here you go God, you can have whatever you want. Take it all. Here. Bam. Man, I guarantee his life would have been different. His life would have been different and full of joy. I'm tired of seeing, and and this is me. I need you to hear me in LaGrange and and here and online. I am not saying this to all you. Hey, you're this way. No, I'm saying this to me. I've had to take a hard look, and I'm still taking a hard look at myself. And do I really exude joy? Do people want to follow Jesus because of my joy? Or do I live something completely different? Even more. Does my son want to follow Jesus because of joy? Does my daughter want to follow Jesus because of my joy? Does my baby boy want to follow Jesus because of my joy? Do the people I come in contact with want to follow Jesus because of my joy? Because of what God's done in me? We weren't designed to be disobedient, to be stressed out, to be just so tense all the time. We were designed to live in joy. We were designed, when Christmas comes around, that it's not a change for us. Man, that's just how we live every single day of the year. That's how we live. And we've got some great people in here. We've got some people that live like that. I I love it. But my question to you today is, are you living that way? We were designed to be full of joy, living in obedience, with love, kindness, and a heart to serve. If you want to have the greatest holiday you've ever had, change some things up. Make Jesus your joy. Go serve others. Maybe, maybe for you, it's taking seven presents for the kids down to three and allowing them to go and get something and, and to give it away, to go give and bless someone else. Maybe it's you going to breakfast on a Christmas morning, and maybe it's not this big, giant breakfast that you gotta wake up at all hours and it causes chaos and, and craziness right and maybe you go to a breakfast waitress and you tip her incredibly and say hey Jesus loves you maybe as a family you just decide hey one Saturday instead of going and doing some crazy stuff we're just gonna go serve somewhere but what if we did that every month because that's what God's calling us to That's what God's called us to do. Because I think (laughs) He told us how to do it. Sell everything. Whatever is holding you back. Power, money, popularity, prestige. Whatever it is. It could be your family too to be a boyfriend or a girl, whatever's holding you back from completely going all the way over here into full and complete joy. What do you need to remove so that you can have the greatest holiday you've ever experienced, the best life you've ever had, and it's all because Jesus is your joy. It's all because you found the treasure the kingdom of heaven. And you decided to give everything away to experience that. that's joy that's joy let's pray